Welcome to the Waterboy and Equipment Manager podcast. My name is Safe Basaria. My name is Shaban Samani. I'm Case Sharanya. And I'm Asad Alani. And uh, listener, if you missed us last week, we joined the Spotlight Sports Network. So you might be watching us on the YouTube channel at Spotlight Sports Network on YouTube. Um, or you're watching us on our YouTube channel or one of our socials, which is at W-B-E-M-P-O-D. That's Web and Pod on Instagram and Twitter and the Waterboy and Equipment Manager podcast on YouTube. Now that the housekeeping is out the way. Earlier today... The remainder of the all-star team, the reserves, were announced. And Shabba just tried to house a yawn and it didn't work. <laughs> his eyes are completely his eyes are completely watery now. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, we're recording at about 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's not that late. Shabon's just that old. It's fine. So as I was saying, we did the uh, we got the all-star reserves earlier this evening. And um That's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the all-star team, the all-star reserves. We'll do a little trade deadline talk as some more rumors and news has come out in the last week since we last spoke to you, listener. Before that, I warn you for what is to come next because, honestly, I'm actually not sure what is to come next. Kays and Asad, separately, independent of one another, have created their own unique individual segments and then asked to do it on the pod today without really telling us what it is. So Shout and I are completely in the dark here. I'm high five for this, man. Well, I'm excited for it. I just have no idea where we're going, which is we're going we're gonna to be handheld to find out. So um, flip of a coin, Kays has 10 years. So us, if you're going to go first on your segment, and then Kays, you can just follow it up after, after the segment. Uh, that right. You want to drum roll, Asad, before you introduce it? No, I'll just get into it. We need a drum roll. We need a drum roll for yours, or I don't know, maybe some Xanax. I don't know what's gonna happen with you though. So, <laughs> I guarantee you, you want to be level-headed for my segment. Okay, okay. all right, that sounds good. Right. So, my segment uh, is we've kind of teased this in the last two episodes because usually there will be some player mentioned that is on my fantasy team, and I will aggressively complain about them. So I was like, hey, why not make a legitimized space for me to vent about my fantasy team, but also provide some advice for the rest of the listeners. So we're going to kick off Asad's fantasy corner officially this week. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk about two guys that have actually been performing really, really well, um, both on the court and also fantasy wise. And one of them is a guy that I traded away. So it's, it's you actually get trades done in your fantasy basketball league. That alone is kind of awesome. I'm in a yeah. league right now, or I think all three of us are in that league. Are we not? Yeah, it's yeah. impossible to get anything. A, a trade is I'm, not, I'm a co-owner. <laughs> a trade is never gonna happen. It just. Oh, it on, aren't you my co-owner? Yeah, I'm your. I'm your. Co-owner. Are you even on the team? No, dude. Are you <laughs> on the team? <laughs> I set my lineup on Monday for the entire week, and then I don't look at it until the next Monday. Yeah. No, that that league, there's three dudes in that league that need to be kicked out. And it's oh god. I'm one of them. And I'm the commissioner. Well, at least you're you're if I remember correctly, your record's decent, which means you're winning games somehow. I think I'm at five hundred. Dude, we have a team with one win. It's like one in twelve or thirteen. I'm pretty sure they beat me. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty sad. That's I had like fifteen people out for COVID, bro. Yeah, leave me alone. That's right. Sorry, two and thirteen, listener. Just, just really I'm the inverse of that. I'm 13 and two. So yeah, did you have to pick up G League guys uh, from the waiver wire and the wire and fantasy? No, I said well? fuck it. I'm gonna sit here and lose. Yeah, I just I kind of just waited it out. Safe had 26 games played last week. Yeah, out of 40, 
out of 40, it was fucking atrocious. If right. I just played the normal amount of games, let's say 35 instead of I'd win. I would have won. I would have won. Um, but anyway, Usad's fantasy corner. Usad, lead us off, man. So the guy that I traded away that I had, I was very, very high on, and for good reason, was DeJounte Murray. So DeJounte what Murray, when I do, okay, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain the trade of what happened. What did you get? Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me. I so one. Let's let's let the listeners know why Dejounte Murray. He's good this in real is life. Screaming dude. lack of preparation on us that's in here. <laughs> like, dog, you no, can't say I want Usad's fantasy you, corner and then you, not have it. Listen, listen. You also you cannot tell us you're gonna debut something. Say something like I traded away Dejounte Murray in probably his best season of his career so far, and expect us to just gloss over it like no big deal just happened. Okay. okay, yeah, that's fine. But then there, there's no, the, the lack of preparation comment was hurtful because I do have something prepared. <laughs> just got shot out of what I was about to do. So DeJounte Murray is averaging 20 points, eight rebounds and eight assists this season, having a career year. And the thing that makes DeJounte Murray so good in fantasy is his steals. He averages two steals a game, which is ridiculous right, for fantasy. Also, that's all and well. What did you get for him? So it was a, a three... The earth. I gave up two players and got three in return. So mm-hmm. I gave up Miles Turner and DeJounte Murray. Okay, Miles Turner is out for three months. So that's fine. Those are two of my favorite players. Uh, and then in return, I got Terry Rozier, Carl Anthony Towns, and Devin Vassell. Who? Devin, so Devin Vassell is a, is a waiver wire player. I now. know who he is. He's irrelevant now. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, you, you lost. You lost. You lost. Okay. Technically, yes, but really no. But here's 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 the point that I want to bring with this is even though the guys that I traded away are better players, it's all about how you build your team. For me, Miles Turner was the only guy on my team getting blocks. I didn't need blocks. I was losing um, every other week, even with Miles Turner. So there was no point of me keeping his blocks. Those stats are irrelevant to me. Same thing with DeJounte Murray. I was punting assists because I my my assist guys all got hurt. So or they were like waiver wire guys and I had to drop them. So I had to capitalize and get more efficiency. And that's how I, what I got in threes, just what I got in Carl Anthony Towns and Terry was here. So, so, so what are we doing with the segment? Are we just here to judge your bad trades? He's just going to complain. That's all it is. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. Last thing I'll complain about uh, Jared Vanderbilt's free throw percentage. But other than that, he's phenomenal. Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. That's what, it's an all-star episode, Usa. Come on, man. Hey, Jared Vanderbilt's a great player, okay? He may not be an all-star, Crazy. but he's a great player, and he's contributing to Minnesota's success. So I'm going to leave See, it at If that. you're watching on YouTube, listener, you just saw the face Usa made. He doesn't believe what he just said. You don't believe it. <laughs> what? Jared Vanderbilt's a great player. What are you talking about? Do you understand what the word great player means? Yeah. Great. Was he an all-star consideration? Great player. Okay, fine. He's a, he's a great role player. Sorry, I'll add the, the modifier. I want to that works. He is an average role player. <laughs> All right, so just just to just to kind of recap, Usad's fantasy corner is is, uh, is in a weekly occurrence. Is that what we're doing here? Yes, I guess. And, and you would like to talk about what? Just like fantasy generally? Yeah, just a player that who's doing well and one who's doing that. I was actually now that you remind me, I was going to talk about somebody who is really good in real life but does not also translate to fantasy. And I mean, we'll talk about him later, I'm sure. But John Moran, John Moran, phenomenal player, but he's ranked 78th in fantasy over the last month so well he chucks up shots that's why chucks up shots turnovers no defensive stats which are all very important in fantasy basketball in categories Mm -hmm. all right 
K's, your new segment, sir. All right, it's not a new segment. It's a one-time deal. Okay. All right. I was very bored this week. So today we're going to play Who Holds the Record? I already, okay. I'm not ready. I'm not mentally ready for this. I'm going to keep track. I have seven questions for you. Okay. One bonus point. I'm going to keep score here just for shits. But so the first question is, in NBA history, who recorded the most dunks? The most dunks? Yeah. Like this is like throughout throughout their career or within like a season? Total. Okay, wait. I do want to ask, is this is this like a a bona fide, you know, dude? Used to be. I'll give you a hint. He's active. Oh, he's active. Okay. Most dunks and he's active? Yes, sir. Dwight Howard? All right. Yes, sir. Dwight oh, Howard. Oh, that's a good guess. Oh, very good guess. one point for us. Very good. That's, damn, damn that's a go, great boy. guess. You know what's right. even funnier is the second you said Dwight, I'm looking at my – I have the standings right in front of me, the NBA, and I'm looking at Orlando going. I realized I couldn't And then And then you fucking, said Dwight, and I was like, oh. I can't trust you guys. You have too many screens. I have the standings in front of me just so I remember all the NBA teams. All right. All it is. In NBA history. <laughs> Who has made the most free throws? Who has made the most free throws? Is it is it James Harden? Is it that easy? LeBron no, it's, that's no, way off. Like, it can't be. It can't be James Harden. That, not right Why now. couldn't it be? He he is like no longer in the NBA, but he still holds the record. Steve Nash? No. Uh, no. Don Stockton? Uh, no. Oh, Y'all right. are struggling. Uh, he played uh, Carl with John Stockton. Carl, yes, Carl sir. Malone. Yeah. Okay. Also, your glasses kind of sell you out. What do you mean? I'm. I'm not like. I'm not doing it. I saw the tabs change. (laughs) I saw the tabs change. You looked down. The screen went white, and the tabs changed. No, seriously, I don't have anything. Like all I have is you. I have is No, all I have is basketball reference and offense and all free throws. In a single season. You get the name is going to give you one point, and if you guess the percentage, I will give you a bonus point. Okay. Best free throw percentage over a full season. Steph Curry. Nash. Steve Wrong. Nash, ninety four percent. Wrong. Damn it! Did I get either one of those right? No, you way off. Steph Curry, ninety five percent. Way off. Ray Allen, ninety six percent. No. Damn it! I'll give you a hint. The player is a billionaire. What? And he is not American or Canadian. Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki? No. <laughs> All right, so no points on that one. The player is Jose Calderon. Oh, we would have never, okay. never guessed that shit. Yeah. Guess the percentage. 98. 98.1. Oh, my God. Bonus point. That's you, you can't get a bonus point if you don't get the original question. <laughs> okay, well, you said if you get the percentage right, then you get a bonus point. So I thought I got a bonus point. <laughs> All right. All right. And then I'll, I'll give you two more. Wait, hold on. Hold like on. 98%? 98.1%. Yeah. Did you see how many he shot? 262 free throws. Damn. That's impressive. Playing for the Raptors. Mm, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, Who has sense. the most technical fouls in NBA history? This is a layup. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Oh, no. Demarcus Cousins. Howard. No. Dwight, Dwight, 
Russell Westbrook? No. Carmelo Anthony. He has won a ring, I think, with two teams, both in the East. Two teams in the East. Kevin Garnett? No, he's only won one ring. Um, Played for Detroit and Boston. Uh, well, Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace. Yes, sir. <laughs> Suck you, Shaman. Suck it. We said at the same time. Safe no. got it out first. Let's go. Sheed. And then our right, last one. This is a hard one. I'm not going to lie. Who holds the record? was so easy. <laughs> that was, I thought it was. You're a liar. Most assist in a single game. Um, uh, Scott Skiles. Yeah, Scott yes, Skiles. Yes, sir. It's like Bonus 32 point. or something, right? Close. 31? 33. 33. Yeah, I was like, oh, I knew wow. it was like right around there. And then last but not least, this is a literally a give me for anybody. Most threes made in the game. Steph Curry. Clay yeah. Thompson. Clay Thompson. Oh, 14. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the bonus point. Damn. That's what's up. A Dawson one? No, safe. You won. You got Scott Skiles and the 33 to put you one ahead of both of them. <laughs> so, boy. What's up, Usain? Did you say 32 first, but okay. I mean, he guessed sure. 33. Though. He didn't say you only get one shot. That's true. Okay. Fair I'm point. usually very nice with it. I thought this was interesting. I had fun with it. <laughs> I was I thought, fucking I, yeah, around. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like this. So, listener, hopefully you enjoyed the two segments by, by Kazen Asad. Uh, now we're going to talk about the All-Star game. So, like I said before, the All-Star reserves were announced earlier this evening. Uh, obviously, the All-Star starters were announced a week prior. Shaban and Asad were not here on the episode when we did All-Star starters. So I think that it would only be right to have them quickly. I mean, quickly, quickly talk about the All-Star starters. I think it'd be fair to assume that neither one of you have a problem with the Eastern Conference being Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis, Durant, and Joel Embiid. I assume you guys are both completely okay with that. Yeah. I assume the only rant you and you want to have is about one specific person in the Western Conference. So the Western Conference All-Star starters, just to remind you, listener, John Morant, Steph Curry, LeBron, Jokic, and the infamous now Andrew Maple Jordan Wiggins. Um, do either one of you guys want to talk about this at all, or do you guys want to jump into the reserves? I mean, just uh, the quick point that <clears throat> I'm sure that we both have is just the fact that I think the fan vote is just too inflated at this point. Like, the weight that it holds does not make any sense. And now you have all these delusional-ass Warriors fans who have just crazily voted Andrew Wiggins into an all-star starter spot that any any of other guy, there's a bunch of other guys that in the reserves that deserve that spot. And also because of the way the league does the positions, I think that that should be abolished as well. They should just pick the five best guys because, I mean, just because you're a guard for your Luke guard, Devin Booker, you know, you deserve a spot in the starter, definitely over Andrew Wiggins. Well, I don't know about abolishing positions per se. I mean, I do think they could be like reworked in some way, but uh, not case. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Andrew Wiggins being an all-star starter is a, is a fucking travesty. And uh, I mean, hey, congratulations to the goals to the goals fans. They they showed up for the boy. Uh, strangely, not for Draymond Green though, which is super weird. 
which who I think I think like even more of a case to beat All Star Star starter over Drew Wiggins. Uh, Ooh, but am hey, I on acid or is Shabon dead ass laggy kind of here? Okay, uh, yeah, I was about to text the chat because yeah. I heard some doubling up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I think I think the sentiment is Draymond Green yeah. should have been a starter. Andrew Wiggins yeah. is an absolute travesty. <laughs> so, um, on Draymond Green, real quick, when they announced the reserves, we're gonna talk about this. So, if you want to hold off, let's let's do it. But we'll get there because I know what you're gonna say, and it's gonna be very funny. So, let's jump into the reserves because okay, let's do West. Let's do West first. The all-star reserves that were announced for the Western Conference are Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. Now, K-State, what you're going to say. So Twitter went into a frenzy because, well, one, they, I don't want to spoil it, but they left somebody off that everyone wanted. And then everyone went and looked up Draymond Green's stats. Oh, God. Draymond is averaging triple sevens. That's, that's how the you know board. you're a casual, though, right? Seven points, seven rebounds, seven assists. And Twitter was in an uproar about it. And I think what made it worse is that Draymond was on TNT as they were announcing the games. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because he is now officially contracted with TNT, by the way. Congratulations, Draymond. He got a big deal. Yeah, big congrats to join Draymond. the wow. NBA on TNT crew. I think it's hilarious. Twitter's uproar. They don't watch basketball at all. A lot of casuals. A, yeah, lot, a lot of casuals. Yeah. Like you, Draymond's Green's impact cannot be, you, you can't just like, you know, put in a paper, like put it on paper and, you know, you have to actually see what he does and to see what he brings to that team. And it's like the things that he does, the leadership he has, his past, his past, his playmaking, uh, his intelligence with the ball and his, you know, you, you, those things you can't just put on paper on stats, right? Right. Shabon's on crack. I'm just convinced. I'm <laughs> Please convinced. tell me you said the word right twice. Because <laughs> I'm tripping balls over here. Yeah, dude, that's the weirdest audio connection. You need you need to figure something out. But in the meantime, uh, Draymond Green, like Shabon said, his impact is significantly greater than what the stat sheet shows. I mean, honestly, Rudy Gobert suffers from a very similar thing, right? Rudy Gobert is another player who I think statistically is obviously better than Draymond Green on the stat sheet. However, both players are are sorely misunderstood if that's the only thing you look at in the style of basketball in which they play. Anyway, so with the Western Conference, were there any surprises to this all-star team from UK's? Were you pretty content with what you saw from the reserves? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, I didn't see Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's fair. Who who would you rather have put in the spot? Well, his teammate Anthony Edwards, and the guy us had so foolishly traded away, Deontay Murray. <laughs> and I feel like if we combined Wiggins and Cat, both of them could get in easy. <laughs> what? I, so look. One of them is going to get in because Draymond just said he's not playing. So who knows? One of them will get in. Who will it be? I don't know. I think that's the interesting part. And let's talk to you about this. You, Draymond did say on TNT Live that he does not intend to play in the All-Star game. He does not plan on playing at all. Yep, Exactly. So he's going to miss out. They're going to replace him. Some of the kind of names that come to mind, obviously, DeJounte Murray is one. 
Apparently, Anthony Davis is another. I'm more than happy to jump behind that if that's an option here. No, why not? What? Who else sticks out to you in this position? Who should jump in here? Or is it DeJounte Murray? Is he the clear cut? I, I think, think Murray is, is the clear cut. Yeah, he's number one on my list as well. I mean, I think that Jaron Jackson deserves some mention here just because of the way – I mean, the Warriors have three All-Stars, right? So the Warriors have three. The Suns have two. Two. Memphis is the number three seed. They're above Utah. Utah has two All-Stars. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think obviously Rudy Gobert's impact is greater than Jaron Jackson's. But, I mean, looking at who was left on this list um, and the way they do All-Stars now – I think Jaron Jackson at least deserves to be in the conversation. I think he's played well enough as their defensive anchor. Now him, Jaron Jackson playing in the five, since they'd only play Steven Adams 15 to 20 minutes a game, their closing lineup is with Jaron Jackson as their defensive focal point. And offensively, he's really good too. You know, he's been shooting really well, um, you know, being able to space the floor, running pick and roll with John Morant. They're a fantastic duo. So I think DeJounte Murray is the number one based off the way he's performed this season, and especially over the last month. He's averaging 23 a game, nine rebounds, 10 assists. Those are phenomenal numbers. He just plays on a shit San Antonio team. Otherwise, he would have an all-star spot. That's fair. Yeah. First of um, all, how's my how's my audio sound, for first of all? It, it, it had a little crackle there again. At the end, yeah. It had a little crackle. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it, and I'll, I'll keep you updated on what changes. DeJounte Murray, I think, is the option here. I think it completely depends on the NBA structure on the all-star reserves to my knowledge. There's two guards, two forwards, a big man and two wild cards. Now it depends on how they treat Draymond green on the position that he is currently occupying or will be occupying. You need a total of six front court players. Are you asking me? Yeah. Sound like you were asking me. But when we say front court and back court, I get confused because front court's the you big, big man. man. You could say big man, you could say <laughs> yeah. guards. That's kind of where we're at in the NBA anyway. So you have to have six, I think. Fours and fives. Okay. It has but to be even. Last year, though, when Anthony Davis was injured, right? They replaced Booker came in for him. Yeah, yeah. the reason with Devin Booker. So it, from what I understood, I don't think that they were, it mattered of who. So it doesn't you, matter replace yeah like so would you have said would you guys have been opposed to opposed to paul george well he's not yeah, playing because he's hurt he's not playing well yeah well yeah i think that's the that's the issue with paul george is where because with and i mean maybe we're jumping the gun here a little bit but with with jimmy butler but you know paul george has been injured and has no no set date to return at all right so then mm-hmm. there was really no point you know you i get like is there really a point to name him, you know, for the significance or for whatever? the accolade for maybe? Yeah. But for him to, but he's not going to play in the game anyway. And you know that for sure. So then what's the point? You might as well give that spot to someone who's actually going to play in the game. I actually go the other way. I said, that's interesting that you think that I way. Think so if you I would think rather he played well him. enough to be one, you give it to him. Then you replace him. Exactly. Yeah. And that yeah. way you, that way you recognize the talent while also giving someone, it's like getting two spots, right? You're getting two spots instead of the one spot. By giving it to him, knowing he's like not play. theoretically, instead of you naming twelve players, you get to name fourteen. Exactly, and I think that's really yeah. cool. Um, I mean, look, they named Draymond, and Draymond has not played basketball in that's what I'm saying. Two weeks, mm-hmm. so it's the same situation. Just replace Draymond with Paul George, for example. Um, the Western Conference, I'm pretty okay with. I really, 
I want to talk about snubs, but I'm not really, I'm not really sold. I don't think there really was a snub. We just hit on who, Deontay Murray, right? But even then, like yeah. the argument would be like a snub, at least the way I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. But the the term snub, the way I see it, is you definitely, definitely, definitely deserved it, and you didn't get it, yeah. and it's bullshit that you didn't get it. Yeah, Deontay Murray, I don't think falls into that. He deserves it, but I don't know about definitely. Like him missing out is not the end of the world, and he'll probably still get in, like we discussed. Um, so the West, I don't think I'm pretty happy minus Wiggins. Let's be honest, minus Wiggins. I'm quite happy with this. Asad, I know you looked it up before the game or sorry, before the game, before we started recording here today, how did we do on our predictions? How close were we to this? Obviously nobody called Wiggins. So I'm not too upset about that one there, Yeah, but besides that, we called the team. Yeah, we got every, we got the entire West, right. For the most part. Sick. Who did we miss? I didn't call Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, we didn't call Towns. I think we missed Cat. Yeah, I I, I had called Towns. I had Towns on my list. Okay, so at least one of us Uh, did, which is a win in my book. Uh, Because I'm looking at my reserves. I had Lucas, CP3, Gobert. No, I did have Towns. That's a lie. Yeah, I thought we all had Towns. I I did have Towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... Or maybe one of us didn't have a Towns. Maybe Kays didn't have Towns. It was probably Kays. Let's be honest. I'm not a fan. I didn't have Towns either. I had Paul George, George. His audio is still weird. That's so weird. George, George, Shaban, check your inputs. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's jump over to the Eastern Conference. This is kind of where there's more topic of conversation from the reserves, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Which, by the way, Asad, Shaban, Kays, if you remember, I told you two weeks ago when we did the All-Star <laughs> episode that the East was going to be harder than the West. And all of you basically disagreed with me. Well, you see my point. My point has now been proven because now we have more debate to do here again in the East. This is this is an interesting conversation piece. Let's talk about it. Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. So right off the bat, the first thing that sticks out to me, there are no bigs on this list. Not one big is on this list that's why the position thing that's why the position thing i question it because right like looking at this eastern conference team like there there's no there was no balance of bigs and so is that really no bigs minus like the minus Embiid and Giannis, i guess that's the weird maybe they're counting on durant to miss and they'll add a big there yeah, they are. Durant will on, miss. Durant, Durant will I, miss. I would be shocked. That's what I'm miss. saying. Like they're yeah, counting on right. Durant to miss. Maybe you're right. Maybe they thought about that. That's actually a good point. And then they'll move one of the reserve guards into a starter role because they have Giannis and Embiid. Mm-hmm. But so, the three front court players, though, right? I mean, so move a forward and move Middleton and who gives a yeah, 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 like one of Tatum, Butler. Or- yeah, you have forwards there. You just move them up. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if Chicago somehow gets Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan after all to start in the All-Star game. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, I mean, they definitely deserve it if that's the conversation worth having. Anyway, of the reserves, who surprised you, shocked you, made you happy? We can go in any direction Honestly, you guys want to. Shocked Chris Middleton. Yeah. That one was a bit shocking, I will say. And, and I, I was think not that, expecting that. I think the important thing to say is... I was is also very surprised about Chris Middleton. His I was switching my airport. Yeah, I You're good now, Shaman. Huh. Uh, what a world. Yeah, so, I switched off my Yeti. Oh, no. The Yeti. Um, the Yeti failed me. Chris Middleton was a bit surprising, I have to say. I don't have a... I, I don't, don't have know, a problem with it. It was just like, weird. He's a good player, and he deserves to be here, but does he deserve to be here this season is a yeah. bit of a question. No, not at all. Yeah, so you're, just... you're looking stuff up. You're click-clacking away. What are you looking for? 
I'm looking at the standings right now just to get a picture of. I I knew that all of the there East are six, close, but I just want to see how close they are. They, it's they're fourth now, four. but it's, it's like especially like I, I mean, you guys know how like how hard I was really pulling for Jared Allen to be part of the All Star team. Also, no Sabonis either. Uh, that's pretty crazy. I think the Sabonis one, the Pacers are thirteenth in the in the East, right? They're almost a lottery team. Like I just don't know how you can. Unless someone like I mean, you know, like, rewarding the team, he's been awesome. I think I mean, team, success good, team success matters. Team success matters. Like Trey, team success definitely matters. Trey made the All Star team just because his offensive numbers are outlandish. If no, they were it's because we voted for him. That's why he made it. In spite of his team standing, he made it. Right. So I mean, obviously Sabonis didn't have the same fan support that Trey did, but also if Sabonis was putting up really crazy numbers, I think it's the only way he could have gotten in based off where the team, their team is right now. I, I, I'm not, I think, I think Case is onto something here. I think that there's a chance that they're going to put in a Jared Allen after Kevin Durant definitely doesn't play. Um, and that way they'll kind of hit that. I, Even I'm, out bit, button. I'm disappointed. I really thought Jared Allen was going to make it. I still think Jared Allen should have made it over Chris Middleton. I did not, for, for transparency, say I did not pick him to make the all-star team two weeks ago when we did our picks. But he deserves it over Chris Middleton this season. I think that. I'm shocked that there is no Charlotte Hornet on this team. I'm that's, shocked that's there's the no LaMelo yeah, Ball. Just, Fuck yeah, the there's Charlotte no, Hornet. Yeah, there, that, that's no the next thing that either. we have to discuss. LaMelo Ball, I personally believe, is the biggest snub of the Eastern Conference. Agreed. For multiple reasons. The first of which, he's actually really fucking good this year. The second of which is the Hornets are also really good this year. Thank you, Case. Case is Charlotte Hornets. I know. And the third of which, the All-Star Game is an entertainment product. There are a few players in the NBA that will be more entertaining in an All-Star atmosphere than LaMelo freaking ball. I mean, we had this argument. You want. We had this so argument for Trey last year, right? And I mean, Trey, as entertaining as he is, the well, All-Star see, Game wasn't The thing with Trey last year was... He was in Atlanta. He was having his best fucking season since getting in the league. And then it just kind of didn't go his way. It, I it guess felt, last year, Kyrie also played. So it felt like, so this happened to Trey. It happened to jaw last year as well, where Josh should have been in the consideration and fell short. Damien. Right? Um, and Bradley Damien, Beal, was a Bradley was Beal a, two years ago. Yeah. So I, I just think Bradley that Beal there's, also. It's the year before the year, and it feels like a lot of the coaches decided he's probably going to be an all-star a lot in his career. LaMelo, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and hand it over to some of the other guys who are probably on the end tail of an all-star run. Um, like Van Vliet? Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like Chris Middleton, how many, how many more all-stars are we for sure he's going to get here? Jimmy Butler, he should be an all-star for a couple more years, but Again, another guy who is – if he had missed five more games this NBA season, he might not have gotten to the All-Star team this season, right? Um, so certain guys like that. James Harden, again, how I mean, he should be really fucking good. But there was a debate going into the All-Star conversation about whether he deserves it or not. So there are a few guys here. I don't Wait, know, There's man. also Jalen Brown, too. I don't think Jalen Brown deserved it. I, I really I don't, don't think so either. I'm not I'm not really? I'm not really I'm not too upset about Jalen Brown not making this one. I'm really not. I think that first off, the Boston Celtics are a horrible basketball team this NBA season. They picked it up in the last 10 games, I True. will say that. Um Jason Tatum is better than Jalen Brown. 
And therefore, I think it's just agreed upon by the coaches of the NBA. We're not going to give a terrible basketball team to all-stars. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. So we're going to give it to the better. It happened, la- it happened last year, right? I mean, the same thing happened where both Tatum and Brown made it. And the Celtics were the eight or nine seed at the time. They weren't that great. Which didn't feel right last year either. Yes. As much as I like both those guys, I think we all like both those guys. It didn't feel right. We need to we need to give props where props is due. Um, and then teams like Toronto, who we did not expect to be better than the Boston Celtics the NBA season. And Fred Van Vliet is a good reason for that. A big reason, Pascal, as well. Um, Fred, Freddie was a little surprising, I will say. I, I had Fred on my list. I know you did. I know you did. Um, it was surprising to me because I think the way that I viewed the all-star situation is the way that we looked at the rules. And the rules were that there was only so many guards that could make it. And they were like, fuck the rules. We'll bring in an extra guards is what they did. Right. And I still we'll think LaMelo Ball, guards. And I, I still think LaMelo Ball deserves it over Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. And I think that the tiebreaker from the coaches were Freddie might only have this one year. LaMelo is going to have the next 10. So let's just go ahead and grab the guy who's probably less likely to do it again at an all-star level, even though he could. But less likely, for sure, than LaMelo Ball. I think we would all agree with that sentiment. As good as LaMelo has been this year, I I could make the argument that Fred has been better. I'm sure you uh, could. I, I, we're we're I basketball mean, I podcasters. I'm sure that you could. the Jimmy Butler ad. Why don't you get Jimmy Butler? Jimmy Butler's been elite Wait, when he's played. They're the number one look, team in the East. We said it. Look, no, the All-Star game is entertainment value. And I feel as though Jimmy only made it because Bam missed half the season. If we like, had to have a Miami Jimmy's only player, played like five more games than Bam. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But they're number one, so you got to give him somebody. Yeah. If I had to have a Heat player, I would have had Tyler Harrow. I mean, Jimmy Butler is better than Tyler Harrow. I don't necessarily He's have He's better. A- He's not more entertaining. I mean, I disagree with you because I, I like Jimmy Butler. I know yeah, I love Jimmy Butler. Guy. You know I love Jimmy Butler. So okay, but an all star game is not about defense. Hear me out. It here. is now apparently in the if, last few years with if the history. Look, if history has anything to say with it, Jimmy Butler likely won't play in the all star game anyway. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember what happened All-Star last game? year? He no. showed up to the all star game and he was basically hungover and was like, I'm not fucking playing. <laughs> literally told the coach he was like i was also was this last year or the year before i think it was two years ago was it a year okay so two years ago he told the coach he's like yo don't fucking put me in i'm not playing like i'm <laughs> i'm not fucking playing i'm hungover as shit which was hysterical <laughs> yeah. which was amazing to me so don't worry about jimmy you probably from an entertainment perspective you likely won't even have to watch him play um let's uh you know the other thing i just came up with this it might be a bad idea but i think it'll be fun Let's go through the reserves real quick, right? And on a scale of one through five, how entertaining do you feel like they will be on in the all-star game? Okay. And let's just do this really quick. Five, five being very entertaining. Five being some of the best things you've ever seen in the all-star game. All right, yes. Cool. One being, I would be fine if they didn't play more than four minutes or whatever the minimum minutes. Done. Right. Cool. Jimmy Butler case. One. Awesome. Three. That's a fucking cop out. You put the post in your mouth. Come on. <laughs> no, I'll go with the solid four. I like Jimmy. I, I would go two. I think from an all-star perspective, I think Kays, you're more closer to the outcome. Darius Garland. Shaban. Okay, that's a yeah. Darius Garland's a bucket. I'm uh I'm I'm hyped to see Darius Garland. He's a four. Also four. 
Five. Five. I'm gonna go if with if he plays. That's that's the big. So I was gonna say four if he plays because oh, we, we yeah, learned in the past true. that younger guys may or may not play. It just depends. He's also injured. Oh, that's a good point. He is injured. Oh yeah, he is injured, and we don't really have a timetable on that. Either. I know my shit. No, good point. You're. It's a great point. All right, James Harden case. Well, it's a five. As much as I hate to say it, Dang. it's a five. Oh, really? Oh, you. I feel Whoa, dirty. You. All right. Okay. I feel dirty. I'll side, I'll side, I'll side. Bro, I was going to say a two. I, I'm going to go with like a two as well. Shabon. I was going to go with a two. Okay. So James Harden and listener, I'm going to let you in in our group chat for a second here. Something we discussed as a group a few days ago, uh, a little over a week ago, actually. We wanted to see the All-Star game is in Cleveland. We wanted to see if the strip club scene was fire in Cleveland. And based on that, we could decide if James Harden would have a good all-star game or not. We learned the strip club scene, at least from very minimal Googling by the three or four of us, is mediocre from my understanding. All right, so look, I'm going to be a little bit misogynistic here. No, nah, please don't do that, bro. But no, I've bro. done some digging. <laughs> no, 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 you got to let me get no, this out. Not, no, 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 this is not, this is not the Washington Absolutely not. Space. You cannot no, start no, a no, sentence. You have to let me. Listen, you cannot start a sentence that way and then expect to let us allow you to finish that sentence. I am Absolutely a host not. on this podcast. You Ab- will let me fucking Absolutely speak. not, Case. No, Absolutely we're doing not. this and we're doing it now. I've done research and I went to All-Star Weekend after the game last year. They fly in girls for All-Star Weekend. So the strip club claim, while mediocre during the regular season, is popping during All-Star Weekend. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to navigate that. And so I'm going to say, in that case, James Harden is now lower on the list. From a two, I'm putting him as a one. Entertainment wise, uh, based on the new information that Case has now delivered to us, that I don't want to talk about more than we already have. Anyway, Zach Levine, however, is an absolute five for me. Three. Oh, Zach Levine's a five. Five. Three. Five. Wait, three. Zach Levine oh. is going to be the guy that gets those fucking sick dunks. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. Be fun. Like, it's going to be James Harden lobbing it up to Zach Levine. Except for if Trey Young decides not to pass to Zach Levine, because that'd be hilarious. So you took my spot last year. Fuck you. That'd be hysterical. <laughs> Chris Middleton is like a one, a one, maybe a two. Yeah, yeah. sure, a one and a half. one and a half. Fuck it. There you go, Case. Let's yeah. go. We'll give him. I'll give We're him a half. Page. I'll give him a half for some of the contested jump shots. Bonus, the bonus very, point. Very good jump shots. <laughs> All right, Jason Tatum is. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go. Like, sure, I'll pull in us a three. How about that? Also, are I'll you also? I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I was. The reason why I say three is because he literally could be a one or he could be a five. Exactly like, why he could go sense. off and hit some crazy, absurd step back shots, or he will take those shots and just miss the fuck out of all of them. Yeah, I completely. And agree. either way, I'm going to enjoy that shit. Four. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Case uh, Shaban. What did you say? Three. Yeah, I said three. Fred Van Vliet is the last Eastern Conference All Star. My entertainment rating for Freddie is a one because I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, play. he's I, not gonna I'm play. Not, I give it a one. I don't think he's gonna. I love play. the dude, but it's a one. He's not gonna play. Yeah. That's that's kind of why. Um, let's jump to the West real quick, and then we have a couple other things we want to talk about. Devin Booker is gonna be like a four in the All Star game. Three. Plus, oh, three. 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 I think he's a four. Four. Okay. Cool. Luka Doncic. Um. I think it depends on what he has for lunch that day. 
Uh, uh, so let's say, let's say, yeah. I'll say a four because I think Luca's fun to watch generally. I just don't know his. You know the thing with Luca that's weird is he he clearly is an outsider a lot of the time when it comes to these all star events, and so I feel like it's hard to tell if the rest of the basketball players like him, enjoy playing ball with him. I'm not saying that they don't. I just, it's hard to tell for me personally. What's the Cavaliers Besides Trey, Trey clearly, called? Luca and Trey clearly have a good relationship. It's uh, Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, right? Yeah, that's the one. Quicken Loans Arena? Is it not Quicken Loans anymore? It's Rocket not Mortgage. It's Rocket Quicken Mortgage. Loans. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right. So Shaban, resident Mavs fan, Luca's entertainment value in the All-Star game will be a number. I'll say a four. Of course you will. Uh, Asad? Uh, I expect him to not to not eat healthy like normal Lucas. I'm gonna say two. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Case. There is a McDonald's 0.4 miles from the stadium. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> what? Those two things don't even correlate. He Whatever. plays better on a shitty Whatever. diet. What do you mean, Rudy Gobert? If I could give one. less than a one, I would give less than a one. one. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna give him less Zero. than a one. Zero. Like the amount of games we had after you said COVID's not real, you French fuck. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Draymond yes, Green, I'm still angry. People. Draymond Green not yes. playing in the All Star game. Instead, we can talk about Andrew Wiggins. How fun will Andrew Wiggins be in the All Star game? He's gonna be no, a I one simply because be, he's I, not gonna pass. Two. No, I, no, I think I think he'll be fun. I think he'll be like I think he'll be a solid four. I think he'll like he'll bust out some dunk. Like Andrew Wiggins has some like has some hops. Like, I think Maple he'll bust Jordan? out some pretty cool, some pretty good dunks. I think he'll be excited to play. I mean, what if Jimmy Butler ego chows him again? Then it's a five. Then it's an absolute five. I love no, that. No, because he's just going to collapse. Uh, so did you give a rating on Andrew Wiggins? I was going to say two, but I'm changing it to four. I think I think he's going to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, like – He'll hear that people are talking shit about his spot that we know that he shouldn't have had, but I think he's gonna come out and try to try to prove us all wrong. Andrew Riggins is a one because I'm not convinced. Something we saw last year and the year before is that they don't actually allow you to play if they don't want you to play. Chris Paul closed yeah. out the game last year and was not voted an all-star last year and the year before that. So my assumption is that the next guy, Donovan Mitchell, will get way more minutes than Andrew Wiggins. I think he deserves him anyway. So Donovan Mitchell, I think, is going to be a five. I think he's going to be fun in the All Star game a lot. Uh, Case, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell? I'll give him a five. Asad, five. Shawan, five. Hey, unanimous five. decision. Chris Paul. I don't know how to feel about Chris Paul, but he throws a lot of lobs, so I'll give him a four. How about that? Three, four. I'll give, I'll give him. I'll give him a four. He was really entertaining in the last All Star, like when he, especially when he caught when he caught a lob on his own. And he went to an ice bath immediately after. And the last member of the Timberwolves that didn't work out reunion, Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's going to be like a two because I don't really know what he's going to do in the All-Star game. Yeah. What do you think? Case? I'm with you on that. Two? Awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go three. I mean, I mean, Kat's an entertaining player to watch. I just don't know what he's going to do. Did with he the play last game. year in the All-Star game? No, right? He wasn't an All-Star last year. He wasn't an All-Star last Two years ago. He was an All Star before. Yeah, this is a third, third, third. I don't, I don't think he played the last time. I don't remember. Anyway, so, yeah. Shavon, what's your, was, what's your, uh, change my your answer number? one, one. Shavon, what's your answer real quick before we move? I'll, I'll make it a two, a two. Okay, cool. Let's jump into a couple other things I wanted to talk to you guys about. Did you guys know 
that they brought out new trophies for All-Star Weekend today. They're rings, right? Well, so, yeah. so, so first off, I didn't know this. I don't think anyone knew this, to be quite honest. They've been doing rings since 1984. Bullshit. What? I have been watching basketball since on, 1999. On NBA.com's website where they posted this, NBA All-Star Game rings, as is custom since 1983, NBA All-Star rings are awarded to players in recognition of their selection to the game. Design details as follows. And then they go into the design of it. They've apparently been doing it on NBA's website. I'm not making this up. Since this is the first time I'm hearing of it. 83. I've never heard of this in my life before. I've never heard of that. That's the wildest thing. I See, mean, the ring- back then they didn't have Twitter, so we wouldn't know. I mean, but we've they, had Twitter it. for a while. Yeah, There's... it's like we've never heard of the All Star Rings ever. Oh, wow. that's kind of wild. Or at least, at least, no is one that why Damian ever. Lillard was so mad he got snubbed? Now he'll never get a ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, the poor man's injured, man. Why you got to put him down leave, like that? leave Damian alone? Anyway, so everyone's leave family. Damian alone. After the um, after the passing of Kobe, they renamed the. MVP All-Star MVP trophy to the Kobe Bryant trophy, uh, the key NBA All-Star MVP trophy. This year, they redesigned the trophy, and it's going to be a whole new trophy. And if you haven't seen it yet, listener, Google it, check it out. It looks gorgeous. Now, I'm going to read you some of the stuff about it because I think it's really, really, really cool. And it's Kobe, so I'm going to have my moment. You guys can go fuck yourself if you don't like it. As previously announced, the Commissioner All-Star trophy has been permanently named the late Kobe Bryant, the All-Star The new Kobe Bryant trophy further celebrates its namesake with intricate details holding dual meaning both for the NBA All-Star and Bryant's legendary career. They are as follows. The base. The eight-sided base represents the eight decades of NBA All-Star games and is a nod to Bryant's number eight jersey. The 18 stars around the trophy represents his 18 All-Star selections. The base height of two inches is a nod to Bryant's 2002 Kia NBA All-Star MVP trophy. The level one is the, there are 24 stars that represent all the All-Stars in the game, as well as Kobe's 24 jersey number. The seven-inch height is a nod to Bryant's 2007 NBA All-Star MVP. Level two, the 10 stars represent the All-Star game starters and Bryant's USA basketball number. The nine-inch height is a nod to Bryant's 2009 Kia NBA All-Star MVP. Level three, the five stars represent the unity of the NBA team and Bryant's five NBA championships. The 11-inch height is a nod to his 2011 Kia NBA All-Star MVP. And level four, the last level, a single star represents the star of Bryant winning the Maurice Paulodoff Trophy for the 2007-2008 Kia NBA MVP Award. The two-inch height of the final star represents Bryant's two Bill Russell trophies as the NBA Finals MVP. Is that not the coolest trophy? Is that not freaking awesome? Whoever designed that shit, let me buy you a drink, bro. I mean, dude. Let me buy you eight. (laughs) Hats off. Incredible trophy design. Did you guys look it up? Did you get a chance to check it out? It's so fucking nice. I I saw the tweet thread, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it beautiful. looks. Trophy. It looks incredible. They actually they made new trophies for all the other. Well, yeah, I'm gonna too. go through it now. They made it for every every event, but obviously this is the big one. This is the one that obviously this is the one we give a fuck about. This is the one that we care about because obviously it's Kobe. Um, yes, like Shaban said, they they reintroduced new trophies. The All Star Slam Dunk Championship trophy, I think, looks fucking sick. Um, although it gives me universal design. 
Yes, yes. Right, yeah. Universal, uh, what's it called? Yeah, Universal right. Studios. Studios. Like the globe and like the, the logo around yeah. it. Yeah, so, the, so the, that, that trophy, they actually recycled the design for the Slam Dunk Champion, the Three Point Champion, the Skills Challenge Champion, um, the Rising Clorox Rising Stars MVP. Clorox, is that new? Clorox? COVID, it's COVID season. COVID that shit era, is baby. clean, yeah. bro. <laughs> Clorox making too much money, I guess. Um, so yes, that that trophy is now, I mean, obviously what's, what it says on the inside is going to be different, but the trophy looks the same for all four of those, but new, um, a 14 inch crystal shaped column, 24 karat gold basketball on the inside. How that's fucking cool. That's so cool. Then they're doing rings, which we thought were new. Apparently they're not new. They've been around for 30 fucking years or more at this point. Um, the Clark's rising stars champ team gets like a plaque. Basically it's like a glass plaque. Um, and the celebrity game MVP, I think gets one of the coolest trophies besides the, the Kobe Bryant trophy. It's literally like a crystal 250 millimeter faced crystal basketball. MVP is 3d laser etched and suspended in the ball center. That's fucking fire. I'm looking at it. It looks sick. I would sick. And listener, as you can tell, it is a really cool trophy. Go Google it. It's very cool. Um, I, I thought we should at least discuss the trophies. They're not the most exciting thing in the world besides the Kobe Bryant trophy, which is the most exciting thing in the world. But otherwise, very, very, very cool. Um, other than that, the All-Star game, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, I don't think anything's changed about the game, right? We're playing three quarters, and then we're doing the Elam ending where you have to play to 24 points. Is that is that right? Am I mistaken there? I think so. They haven't I announced anything. They're keeping the Kobe Bryant tribute if I'm not mistaken yeah. which i could be i don't know the the actual all-star game is february 20th sunday 8 p.m hopefully it'll be a good one hopefully it'll be fun the last thing i want to talk to you guys about today is uh something that i'm clearly obsessed with with case I, I don't know if he's an annoyed uh bothered or just looking forward to it to be over with but the trade deadline is something i can't i want it to of. end so you'll shut up which is fair, which is pretty fair. But hopefully, listener, you enjoy it because that's why we do it. And also, I like talking trade, let's be honest. So what I wanted to do is quickly go through some of the names that are either talked about being moved or most likely to be moved between now and the trade deadline, which is a week from today as we recorded, listener, um, for you, maybe a little less than a week at this point. I wanted to get a percentage chance that they will get traded from each of you. And, um, and let's say if you go over... 65% traded or 60%. Give me an ideal destination. Somewhat realistic, somewhat just fun basketball fit. Fair? Cool. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh well the obvious. Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. What is the percentage chance he gets traded between now and the trade deadline February 10th next Thursday? Shaban. Zero. Zero like, percent. L- like less than zero. Yeah, like this it's not I'm happening. Shocked. Asad? 15%. Case? I'm with Shabon, zero. Zero percent. I, I don't see it. I think Daryl Morey's a dumbass for letting it go this long. And now it's just going to go on even I longer. mean, like, the only, the only deal that Daryl Morey, can, Daryl Morey can get for Ben Simmons is 80 cents on the dollar. And he's not going to do that because he wants James Harden. I actually, I actually think the chance of Ben Simmons getting traded before the deadline is higher than all of you guys combined because it's the combined is like 15. Um, I think it's a coin flip. I think it's literally 50-50. I think that if Daryl gets the call at 
I think the deadline's what, 6 p.m. Eastern or is it 3 p.m. Eastern? 4 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Eastern. Thank you. So right. he gets to call it 355 and it's the right deal. If it's Washington says, okay, Brad Beal's on the table or something like that, he's going to do it. I think he's going to do it. And I think that we're closer to that realistic possibility happening now more than ever before. But I'm with you in the sense that I'm, pro- I go, let's go 4150. Uh, 49, sorry, 49.51, that he will not get traded. Let's go there because that might make my life easier. Um, what are the, What's the percentage chance that Cleveland Cavaliers do something at the trade deadline? Looks to be adding a guard-ish type of player. Also, what's your percentage here? I would say 45%. Okay, Shaban? Uh, I would say I would say close to 60%. Uh, I think they. What is, what is close yeah. to sixty percent mean? Like fifty nine point nine 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 nine. So then, why did you just say fifty eight? Fuck you, man! You're a podcaster. Be better. I'm just saying, man. I just I didn't want to put a direct number to it. I why? Mean, that's what. That's literally the exercise. That's we're doing literally right now. what we do. That's literally what we're doing. Case, <laughs> uh, what's the percentage chance Cleveland makes a move here? Forty seven. I think it's a ninety percent chance Cleveland makes a move here. Something like an Eric Gordon. Or, or maybe even a Jeremy Grant if they're interested. I think that they definitely smell water in the blood in the Eastern Conference and feel like blood they could in the at water. least... What did I say? Water in the blood. Ah, thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. They, they smell uh, blood in the water. And, um, and I think that there's so, a chance, there's a really good chance they make a move here. So fun stat about Eric Gordon. Uh, Is he, he out, of, out, of a, uh, out of every isolation player who has logged more than 100 isolation plays... Uh, Eric Gordon logs 1.2 points per possession, which is the best in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you listened to low, low Post earlier, didn't you? Because I think yeah, that I we did. talked about this in the Low Post. EG yeah, is Zach Low. EG's been playing really well, and the Rockets won a first round pick for him, which I think is deserved. Yeah, yeah I don't think you're getting a first. Yeah. I don't think you're getting a first round pick, but that's besides the point. I think that as a Rockets fan, you think it's well deserved. I think that Eric Gordon will be viewed as a hired gun brought in by a team that maybe won't keep him after the season, which is why the first round pick is a bit harder to come by. I don't think Cavs are going to keep EG if they bring him in this, this uh, before the dead deadline. Anyway, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. The Toronto Raptors are in the, in the, in the market to get a big man. What's the percentage chance they do actually get a big man. Asa. 30%. They've been trying this for a few years now, and it just hasn't seemed to be working for them. And I don't know what changes in the next seven days. Shaban? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's like sixty percent. I think that they're going. To, I mean, like they're still. They still have a Goran Dragic uh, dangling, uh, like for everybody, and they're also offering a first round pick on top of it. So there are plenty of guys you can get for you know. Gore, I mean, it's assumed that like whatever team ends up getting Goran Dragic and takes the bait is probably gonna cut him. Uh, they're really going to go for that Toronto first round pick. Is it is it assumed, or are you as a Mavs fan hoping that he gets cut? Which it's, one is it? I mean, I mean, it's all it's like a foregone conclusion. Is like, it? Like, I mean, like, uh, I mean, what he's making like what twenty million dollars? Yeah, right about working. there. I think it's nineteen. If I'm going to nitpick you here. Yeah, like he's not like any team that picks him up knows he's not worth twenty million, like nineteen million dollars. So they they would probably like waive him, and you know if well, he ends in the in. We're Where like he ends up in the buyout market. We're like 55%, 60% of the NBA season. They're not going to pay him $20 million. They're going to pay him like half that now. He's worth $10 million. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, what do you mean well, maybe? If he's going to join the Dallas Mavericks, my, my assumption is that you believe him to be better than that anyway. 
So either you like him or you don't. And it sounds like you're kind of not sure anymore. No, I mean, no, like, I, uh, I mean, like, I don't know what team uh, besides Dallas would uh, pay, like, would pay to have him on. Cleveland. Like, ten million. Cleveland would, actually. Cleveland would take Gondragic for sure. Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland you know would that's take actually, anybody that's and point. everybody. That's actually Cleveland. a good point. Any, any yeah, veteran, would any decent veteran in Cleveland would take for sure to help them with this playoff. Washington run. could use a Gondragic right about now. They would love to have a Goran Dragic. Anyway, Kays, um, we're talking about Toronto getting a big man. What percentage chance do you throw on that, bro? 20%. Like I said, they've tried and failed. Mm-hmm. And watching that team, I genuinely do not believe they need one. I, I think that's where I'm with. I kind of agree with you that unless it's the right big man, like a Miles Turner that's really exciting, yeah. I don't actually think that they need to go grab a stopgap kind of player. I oh, think they no. want something more permanent so i think yeah i'll agree with you case 25 percent, sure right what they're the both of you what they're doing right now with pascal siakam at the five works against most teams you're going to run into the problem where you play and and beat gobert a one of one a literal one right a one of one yeah very few teams have a dominant big man like that right so you're going to play the odds and offensively it's clearly working and that that lineup right now is absolutely killing teams yeah toronto has been I think shocking in the last, let's say, month of basketball. More so than, I mean, the start of the NBA season, we were like, oh, yeah, they're, they're a Dead year in the away water. or two years away, right? And now they look, they picked it up. They, yeah, picked they it up fired off that season. six game win streak in uh, like early in January. And now they have four in a row again. So, I mean, they're, they're not like, they're not small win streaks. They're playing reasonable win streaks and they're keeping them alive, which is genuinely impressive. I heard this one comp. I want to. On a scale of one to ten, how ludicrous is this comp? Ten being K's blasphemous. Okay, Scotty. <laughs> All right, <laughs> keep going. Oh my god, uh, dude, shots right. fired. Scott, <laughs> Scotty now Barnes. That we're firing at will. Scotty Barnes is Scotty Barnes the next Kawhi Leonard? No. The next Kawhi Leonard? Just no. One it's to ten. Far too early to tell. Okay, yeah, it's I, I think, I think you said blasphemy is a ten. Yeah. Um, you're at a fourteen. I think that it's, I'm gonna say it's like a seven. But here's why it's not like a ten, right? Kawhi wasn't Kawhi for like three years, three or four years after he got drafted. Right. We have no idea. Paul George, for example, obviously not Kawhi, but another really great player was not Paul George for the first few years of his career as well. Jalen Brown, for example, was not Jalen Brown until he was like 22, really, 23. Now he's 25, and now we're like, this is a household name. Um, not to say all these guys are on the same playing field, but really good players, many of them, they take a little while to become themselves. So Scotty Barnes could become really great. I actually think I said OG and Anobi is closer to Kawhi Leonard than Scotty Barnes. That's who I was thinking about, actually. I kind of yeah. think he's more likely to be that guy, but I could be wrong. I, look, I'd love to have both of them on my basketball team. Toronto's building something over there, and a couple years from now, it could be scary. Let's talk a little bit about the Charlotte Hornets. What are the percentage chances they finally grab themselves a, a legitimate big man and not a stopgap Plumley brother? Case. 27. Awesome. 35%. Shawan? I'm in the same realm, 30%. Man, why are you guys so down on this? I think there's like a 55% chance. I think there's more of a chance. I think they're pursuing it, but I don't think they're willing to give up the youth. I think that they are. And I think that their number one choice is still Miles Turner. 
And if it doesn't happen, I think they'll call Houston. That's my number Christian one would. choice. Yeah, I, I think. And I as think so. that team representative, we need oh, okay. to pull the fucking trigger now. I'm I'm sure. By the way, hold on. Someone earlier in the podcast said he was like three months out. Where did we get that? I from? said said that. I don't know where he got that. No, I said I said he was he's been he was out he's been out for a while. I don't know if he's been out for three months. I think. Oh, okay. The, the latest okay, report you that threw I out for- the word he's out for three months. Oh no, no no he's he's expected early March right now is the is the target for him based off that foot injury. He's okay. being uh, reevaluated after this weekend. You guys All Star uh, Weekend. You guys, us other than Shabon weren't here last week. We did the Trade Machine episode, KZ and uh, and our and our boy Darian. Um, one thing I talked about KZ and I did was that because Miles Turner is so young and can become a real building block for your basketball team, I would do the deal for him regardless of health or not. Because oh, even if he's not okay right now. He at some point will be, and he will be the guy that we believe him to be, and Charlotte will have hit a home run with him. However, I mean, if they don't go get a Miles Turner, they could call Houston for Christian Wood. That's another guy I who's mean, probably available. Even Daniel I mean, Tice. Honestly, I think, I think it'd be more likely you that Christian keep Wood Tice. ends up in Miami. I'm sorry, what did you say, Shabon? I think it's more likely that Christian Wood ends up in Miami. There's a lot of like momentum going on between like for Miami what? and Houston right now. For- uh, package or. A package around Duncan Robinson, apparently. <laughs> Duncan Robinson's 28 years old. Uh, no, I, I, no, I don't think that makes sense. No, absolutely not. That's a joke. Wherever you're reading that, report them, ban them, find them, tie them up at the stake and burn them. If Duncan, the Robinson, <laughs> if Duncan Robinson gets traded as the centerpiece for a Christian Wood deal between now and the deadline, I'll shave my head. How about that? I will go pack Rafael Stone's bags and ship him to <laughs> some remote island. Some I will leave the Liberia. podcast. Let me in the building. We can't do this anymore. Anyway, Boston Celtics. What are the odds they make a deal? Um, that could be Dennis Schroeder. That could be Marcus Smart. It could be tearing up their big two. Potentially, Asad? I'm going to go high on this one. I'm going 70%. Okay. And which one is most likely if you do 70%? I think Schroeder. Yeah, to get under the luxury tax. That yeah. seems like a foregone conclusion, to be honest. Chabon, what percentage do you put on this? Let's say not including Dennis Schroeder now. Let's say Marcus Smart, Big Two, Robert Williams. Not a Dennis Schroeder-related move. Now what percentage would you put here? Does it change? No. I don't think it happens. You don't think it happens? What, what, what percentage would that, would that imply? Uh, like 20%. Okay. Uh, so let me come back to you that I've taken Dennis Schroeder out. Does your number change? Uh, I think it drops a little bit, but not that much. I think it goes to 55%. I think Marcus Smart, if they can't find a deal with Dennis Schroeder, they're going to try. Boston needs to do something. And so I'm hoping that Brad Stevens has the goals to at least try to ruffle some feathers in there because this team that they've built right now is not going to go far at all in the very competitive Eastern Conference now. Where would glad you, put- you brought that up because we talked about that last week. We did. There we are talked deals about out there, but does Brad Stevens have the balls to do it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's at least worth questioning until he proves it wrong, right? Um, yeah. It's not to say that he does or does not have the balls to do it. We literally don't know. We don't know. Um, Shaban, let's say Dennis Schroeder is available and let's say 355 deadline day next Thursday. You guys haven't, and when I say you guys, I'm talking about the Dallas Mavericks, haven't done anything. Would Dennis Schroeder be something that you're like, yeah, we'll take it into the trade exception. We'll play it out. He can be a guy off the bench or something like that. Would that be something that would satisfy you? Be like, okay, cool. That fixes an issue. Or are you just completely out on Dennis? I'm not completely out on Dennis. I think that he can be successful in a limited role. But yeah, I mean, like if we can absorb him with like our trade exception, like we have like a $10 million trade exception. So if we can absorb him like with the, and just give some draft compensation back, 
not like necessarily a first round pick. Well, actually, I mean, maybe that first round pick is kind of useless as long as Luca's around. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I would be fine absorbing Dennis Schroeder and like having him play off the bench. Yeah, word of advice: I would not trade a first round pick for Dennis Schroeder. Um, <laughs> but uh, but also, what do you think? Where could Dennis fit in the NBA? Cleveland, Dallas, Cleveland. Uh, yeah, any any team with a that needs a, a solid backup. Maybe even Portland. I don't know what the situation is with Damian Lillard. If they decide to shut him down for the season, but maybe if I think know. they should, I think they should just pack it in. Just pack it in for the season. I wouldn't if I if I was Portland. Even if Damian is done for this, I'm just going to keep running with Simons. Why would I want Schroeder? I don't want minutes taken away from Simons. He's amazing. Yes, yeah, and free Simons has been balling lately. Yeah, anyway. I, I don't. I, he wouldn't be a starter by any means. I would, but someone to have coming coming off the bench. Okay. Kays, what's the percentage chance Boston makes a move not Dennis Schroeder related? 60%. What if Dennis comes back to Atlanta? I'd cry. Oh, my God. Next question. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> then all of our ball movement just stops. <laughs> um, I think that the chance the Dallas Mavericks – sorry, Dallas Mavericks. The Boston Celtics make a move not related to Dennis Schroeder is like 20%. I don't think they're going to do anything because I don't believe they believe they need to do anything. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, let's skip over them because I don't think John Collins is getting traded unless we have something to talk about here. Um, I do think they need to make a move for what it's worth, but I, 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 I don't know the Washington Wizards. what percentage chance there's a Washington wizards deal here in the books. I'll said real quick. 50, 50 on this one. Okay. Case coin flip, coin flip, Shaban. Yeah. Coin flip. And, and, and it's just a bonus deal. Like, that, that's, that's what, what I'm thinking. Like whether, like if they do it, if they don't do it, like something's going to happen. I think 50-50. I think you guys have nailed it on the head. I don't have a better number. Um, New York, Pacers, Pistons, Magic. Unlikely that I even care to talk about it. The Suns probably not making a deal. The Warriors probably not making a deal. Grizzlies. What are the odds the Grizzlies decide, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go for it. Let's shoot for it. Shaman, what's the percentage chance you put on that? You know what? I, I'm going to give them a solid, like, 40% chance that, like, something's – I mean, like, nothing, like – not necessarily that they're going to try and rock the boat or anything, but I just think that uh, I think the chemistry with that Grizzlies team is just so good that they can afford to just bring somebody in uh, that can like uh, bolster a team. I think they can bring in somebody like Eric Gordon, uh, for instance. Uh, I think they they I think they can just like they're they're just one they're just one of those teams that's just like they were just one trade away, right? So what's the percentage chance Memphis makes a move here? I think 30%. And I think it's for somebody like either Eric Gordon or maybe even a Buddy Heald to someone to help bolster some Money of their depth. Buddy Heald would be amazing. I'm going to go 20%. I think it's quite low case. I'm with you on that one. Um, Utah. I'm hovering between 20 and 30. Utah, Utah Jazz. Case, what percentage Zero. chance are you thinking? Zero. They got the Joe Ingles 11 million and a first round pick they could put together. Yeah, I mean, that Joe, that Joe Ingles uh, contract is only an expiring contract now. It's like he's, he's, well, that, done, he's done for this. He's done for this the, season and probably next season. Yeah, was this a this was a contract year for Joe Ingles? Yeah, His NBA career is likely, but he's older. also 36, 34 years, yeah. 34 years old. Is probably done. Um, I think that the Utah Jazz, I think it's like a 55% chance they make a move here. I think they feel like they're not good enough to win an NBA championship. Dallas, uh, Shaban, number? Uh, I would say say like 65%. Okay. Uh, I would say like 40%. Asad? Yeah. I'm going 50-50 on this one too. Case? 
95. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Denver, I don't think is making a move. Minnesota, we haven't really heard much. Clippers, we haven't. I think. Really I think Minnesota. Much. I. I think there's some possibility with Minnesota. What percentage chance do you think there's a possibility with Minnesota? 45. 45. What? What do you? What have you heard? What have you read? What do you feel bef- to give you that inkling? So Patrick Beverly and Malik Beasley are the two the two pieces that Minnesota is dangling that they want to try to yeah, get. I've been hearing some, that one too. Something for the the one rumor that I heard that Minnesota want, tried to offer but Boston shut it down was Marcus Smart for P. Bev and Malik Beasley. Interesting. I think Marcus Smart, I do have to say, is one of the hardest players in the NBA in the last couple of weeks to dictate what his true value is, at least in my opinion, because it truly is in the in the eye of the beholder, right? Like Boston, it, it, everything that Boston fans say is either he's the best thing ever or get him the fuck out of here. We're done with Marcus. <laughs> um, it's very rare. They're like, yeah, he's fine. It's like either we love him or we hate him. And, and I'm, I don't know. Marcus Smart's kind of tough. Let's do uh, the Clippers. Probably unlikely to make a move. If it is, it's salary setting would be my guess. The Lakers. What are the odds the Lakers make a trade before the deadline case? 100%. 100%. Shaban. Uh, I'm going to say yes, yeah, 75%. Asad? Yeah, the GM is taking some time to look at his trades right now. It's not really a knee injury. He's just looking at the block. He's, just, he's on the trade machine like me and you? Yeah, yeah, 80, 80%. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's, on, he's on 2K simulating rosters. <laughs> I think the odds of lineups. a trade being made are like 60%, but I think there's a good chance there's additions to the roster, even if it's not a trade. That, I would put 100%. Um, Portland, I don't want to talk about them. The Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Thunder, Rockets. I mean, Rockets, let's do Rockets real quick because there's a lot of rumors in the, in the mill. Also, what's the percentage chance the Rockets make a deal likely to sell Eric Gordon or Christian Wood or supposedly Daniel Tice? I don't think anybody in the NBA wants him, but to, to sell, what is the percentage chance? 65%. Okay. Shaban? Uh, Daniel Tice? No, 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 no. Any of the guys, dude. Any of the dudes. Daniel oh. Tice. <laughs> Uh, I would say like 40%. Case? I'm going to say zero. But I want to throw in a fun fact. Okay. The oh, Houston Rockets currently have statistically the worst offensive and defensive player in the NBA. In Jalen Green. Yes, sir. No I way. He is no statistically way. the worst yep. offensively and defensively. So basically... 37% field goal percentage, 29% from three. In his last six games, he's shooting sub 22% from the field. Minus minus yesterday's game where I went to go watch him, and he played really well, actually. So maybe I should just go to all Rockets games. Yeah, you should just go to all the Rockets buy season tickets. He, he and guess my- what? Rockets, eight and seven without him. Six, six and, and 29. Yes. Without him. Yes. So, with him, sorry. With him. So... Basically, Jalen Green is Trey Young pre, right? Because we gave Trey Young a lot of shit, and then he turned up. So let's see, Jalen Green, maybe, uh, maybe the the turnaround yeah. is coming. He has Rockets- negative. He has negative one win shares. Yeah, Rockets fans on on Twitter especially are. There's a lot of bust and. You know, he's terrible, all that stuff being thrown around. I think it's too early. You can't yeah, legally he, drink. Can we give him five minutes? Yeah. Can yeah. we let him figure his game out? It takes time. Yeah, it's exactly. totally fine. There's no reason. And also, I think it's because he's overshadowed by Mobley is because of how phenomenal Mobley has been. And he was picked right after him. But he took it to him and Mobley went back and forth yesterday. Uh, Rockets, Cavs, they both played really, really well. And so, for, for what it's worth, 
for what it's worth, and this could this clip could go down in infamy for me. I don't think there will be ever a point in Jalen Green's career that he is better than Evan Mobley. However, that does not mean that Jalen Green cannot be a really great no, or even better than great down. NBA player in history, right? But Mobley is is a legit, like he's going to be a thing forever. Mobley probably could have got all-star shots this year if it wasn't for Garland and Jared Allen. Mobley is something else. He's different. He's just different. Also, I do have a clip that will live famously throughout time. <laughs> One oh, safe gets it out for me and publish. I publish it. Yeah, at some point. We're going to wait till the trade deadline, then we'll publish it. Why not? Um, anyway, I feel pretty good. I think the trade deadline could be fo- – oh, by the way, Rockets. I think there's a 100% chance they make a deal. I think Eric Gordon is getting traded to the highest bidder at 3.58 p.m. on deadline day, no matter who it is. I think they're just trying to move him at this point because he deserves better, and I think they want to do right by the player. That's why. Anyway, I think uh, I think the next time we talk to you, listener, we'll do trade deadline recaps and reactions, and then Case can finally do one more episode with me about it and then put it to rest until probably the summer Not or even next late. Next year, until like July. Yeah, so so Case, you only have one more week of this trade deadline stuff, and then we'll have more basketball things to talk about. Really, really quickly before we go, boys, most surprising team of the NBA season so far to UK's is Cavs. Okay, not not the Cavs us at any other team. Memphis. I didn't think Memphis's growth would be this fast. Fair enough. Not the Memphis or the groups. Not the Memphis. Not the Memphis or the Cavs. Shavon. Uh, Chicago. These are all. Like, these are great teams, boys. I thought Chicago Toronto. would be good. I didn't think they'd be like number one seed in the East. Good. Philly without Ben Simmons. Uh, Philly without me, Ben Simmons. For me, yeah. Golden State. Golden State to be the second best team in the Western Conference before Clay even really got there, where they were number one for a bit. Shocking. I think when we went into the NBA season, Golden State was a fringish playoff team. We're talking maybe six, seven, eight, nine. We had them at six, I think, or yeah. seven. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're arguably the best team in the NBA on any given night. Obviously. Phoenix would like to have something to say about that, but otherwise they're really fucking good at basketball. Anyway, listener, thank you for listening to another episode of the water boy and equipment manager podcast. We'll see you next week for trade deadline reactions. See ya. Peace later.